0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network.
2: Your team every day. Hello. This is John Dorsey. How you doing, buddy boy? Don't be scared. <laughs>
0: That's better than this? Guys speaking dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday edition of the show. The NFL season kicks off tonight. We've got the Eagles and Falcons in Philadelphia to start the 2018 NFL season. And speaking of Philadelphia, Kyle, are you
2: alive and with us today? Yeah, no, these spiders these have got to go. I don't know if the listeners saw this headline, but you certainly did because I had already made a comment on it and then you decided you wanted to chirp in and, and wish me well and tell me I, you wish I was safe. It's a six-eyed something or another hellacious beast, that <laughs> uh, a spider that probably looks like it's about the circumference of a dinner plate, uh, escaped from an insectatorium in Philadelphia. Which begs the question, why do insectatoriums even exist? There's no reason for these.
0: (laughs) 7,000 insects, arachnids, and lizards disappeared from the Philadelphia Insectarium. And uh, they're highly venomous, these six-eyed spiders. I'm I'm glad we're able to record this right now, Kyle. And I wish you well in your endeavors in the coming days. Because you know they're not going to find them all.
2: Yeah, no, but you know, with any luck, the lizards eat the bugs and then, um, I don't know, man, I've seen some pretty gnarly rats in Philly, so maybe they can knock a couple more down and thankfully I am technically in Delaware, right? So I've got that going for me as well. So, Solak
0: though, man, Solak's right yeah, in the heart of Philly, ben, right?
2: Ben is in ground zero, <laughs> so I don't know what Ben's going to do, like. You know, this is kind of good preparation for the zombie apocalypse, right? Like, how are you gonna, you know, proof your house to make sure nothing gets in, and you know, you have supplies, you make supply runs and stuff like that. Spend as little time on the streets as possible. That's that's realistically all you can do, and hope for the best, I guess.
0: Yeah, uh, I saw the advertisements for this thing when I was up your way uh, a few weeks ago for this bug center, whatever the frick it's called. And man, I'm. I just wish everyone well. Catch the bugs here. Kyle, if you head east, or excuse me, if you head west of Philadelphia, you get to a town called Pittsburgh, and they got a little problem going right now because they're a team expected to make a run to the Super Bowl this year. And, you know, they've got Antonio Brown and Big Ben, which are certainly the nucleus of the offense, but Le'Veon Bell is a big part of it. And the man's nowhere to be seen. And they can't negotiate a long-term deal. They've lost that opportunity. and He's, you know, the teammates are kind of talking out on it right now. They say he doesn't give a damn. And, you know, like, what what are we doing here, Le'Veon? Like, if you weren't going to report to camp, or or you got to be transparent about that. I mean, you didn't report to camp. But if you're not going to be there for week one, the communication here has been a big meltdown. And I think Pittsburgh's kind of up against the wall here and needs to make a move and move on from Bell. Kyle, where where are you at with the situation?
2: Yeah, Pittsburgh really has zero leverage in this situation, right? Like, Bell hasn't even signed his tender. Right. So they can't even like fine or suspend him or they they have no recourse because he's like, nah, man, like you guys have, have played hardball with me for two, two, three years now, so I'm gonna play hardball back. And he's doing it to the tune of Pittsburgh has no recourse here. No. Pittsburgh is legitimately up S Creek without a paddle. And the wheels have fallen off the bus. You know, this this we we don't want to make it sound like the sky is falling here. But when you have your player rep for the NFLPA is talking to the media and he's saying, look, man, he makes seven times as much as uh, one of the guys on our offensive line and he makes twice as much as I do. And he, you, we, just, we just don't know that he cares as one of your offensive linemen and saying we're the ones that makes it, makes it happen for him. Uh, there is The bridge is not only burning – it's been doused in gasoline. And I legitimately don't know how Le'Veon Bell can walk back into that building, look those guys in the eye, and they can just go back to business and pretend nothing ever happened. I don't know how it happens.
0: Which begs the question, well, what's the trade market like for Le'Veon Bell, given that, you know, it seems like at this point, Pittsburgh has to move on. I mean, it's very easy to navigate through the NFL and find fits that makes sense, right? The Jets scream like a place that he could go, and they would need him. And you think about uh, Tampa Bay, another team that could really use a back. Even the Raiders, right? There's plenty of teams out there. But who? What are the Pittsburgh Steelers going to ask for? And what are people going to be willing to give up? I mean, at the end of the day, this is a running back. Now he's the best one in the league. But what type of a, of a market is out there? If I'm a GM for one of those teams. I don't know that I'm gonna pay a King's Ransom for Bell.
2: Yeah, because you know, never mind the fact that you're gonna to have to pay him top dollar, right? Like he's now kind of at the the cusp and the tipping point of you have to worry about the player on Bell is going to be at the end of his next contract. hmm Right? Le'Veon has a lot of life in it or a lot of mileage on his legs already. Uh he already has some consistency issues with availability. Now, not all of that is injury necessarily, but you know, 16 se- game seasons for Le'Veon Bell is a pretty sparing instance. And here we go again. And he's 26. He'll be 27 next season. So there's that mythical 30-year wall, and Le'Veon really has not had the chance to get the second long-term contract. And, He's going to be looking for that, and he wants to be paid as one of the – so there's a lot of variables here that makes this really, really complicated to gauge what somebody would give for Le'Veon Bell, especially considering Pittsburgh's hands are tied. Le'Veon's apparently made it very clear. He's like, look, I'm, I'm willing to miss games here. And when a player's willing to miss games, I think it's one of the only instances in which he actually, honestly, truly has the leverage in the contract situation.
0: It's very interesting. Um, one thing that I've kind of taken away from following this on Twitter today is suddenly James Conner is a viable replacement. I like James Conner. I'm rooting for James Conner. But if you think you're going to get everything you got out of Le- Le'Veon Bell and from James Conner, I think you got another thing coming. Right. I mean, I, I know Steelers fans want to kind of like play this down and mitigate everything, but James Conner's not Le'Veon Bell. And Pittsburgh needs him. It, their Super Bowl window is open right now. And the strength of that team was this trio of Ben, Bell, and Brown. And the offensive line is really good. It's not, it's not a small deal to go from Bell to Connor. It's really not.
2: Joe, have you seen uh, Antonio Brown's splits in the last 16 games without Le'Veon Bell?
0: I haven't. Enlighten me on this. Hold on, let, me, let me get
2: my producer – brown unbelievable. It's, and, it's outrageous numbers. Okay, so in the last 16 games without Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown has 207 targets, geez. Okay. 146 receptions, 2,080 yards, and 13 touchdowns.
1: Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company manscaped just launched their brand new perfect package inside the manscaped perfect package you'll find their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer which features skin safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts speaking of smelling nice let's be real no one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them that's why i am thankful for the crop preserver and crop reviver these products keep your crotchal region from sweating smelling and sticking the perfect package will also come with a pair of manscaped and guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com.
0: That's unbelievable, dude. <laughs> I mean, his numbers every year are unbelievable. Yeah. But for, for him to be able to do that without. Everybody knows the ball's going to him. You just can't stop him. Right. Unbelievable route runner and ball skills.
2: So. Um... I guess if you got Antonio on your fantasy squad, I've got good news for you for Week One, man. <laughs> you can count on Antonio putting up some bonkers numbers.
0: Yeah, against um, Cleveland, right?
2: Jill, gun to your head. How does this end?
0: Oh man! Well, so the options are. I know that I have a gun to my head, and I shouldn't talk through my options, but it's okay. The We're options are better, one. Are you? Thank you, <laughs> Bell. Sits. The Steelers do nothing, and he just sits out the season? That seems very unlikely to me. Bell reports, and we all uh, move on happily ever after, and everything's okay. I don't know about that either, or Pittsburgh trades them. To me, that's the destiny. I, I don't know that the, the returns are going to be there like right. everyone thinks they're going to be. I just don't see a, pa- a more logical path than Pittsburgh moving on with the trade, getting something for him right now. Bell's playing football for some other team in 2018 and beyond.
2: If I am Pittsburgh, I'm asking for a three.
0: Oh, really? That's what Tyrod Taylor got traded for. I, That's
2: under- I understand that. But Pittsburgh's other alternative is to let Le'Veon walk in free agency, and you will get a three in comp picks for him. So you're looking at the same comp, but comp picks go at the end of the round. So I'm looking for a team that maybe the New York Jets, right? Jets were not good. They're starting a rookie quarterback. They may be picking in the top half of the round again. So if I get a three from a team that's not necessarily expected to compete this year, I get my comp pick with a year of advance, and I get my comp pick – much earlier in the round than what I would be getting if I let Le'Veon walk in free agency. That's the best way I think Pittsburgh can justify this as a trade with a team to say, look, give us the value that we would expect to get back for him. And it's just, you're giving us an advance on that pick.
0: The, um, The most similar situation that I can recall that's like this is the Bills trading Marshawn Lynch. And they got back from him a 2011 fourth round pick from Seattle and then a conditional pick in 2015, which I do not know. Oh, it wound up being a fifth rounder, a 2011 fourth rounder, and a 2012 fifth rounder. So they got two picks.
2: And if you do the numbers and the numbers chart, that's probably equivalent to a a third round pick.
0: I I want a one. If I'm Pittsburgh, I want a one. And I'll probably settle for a two, and I'm calling the Raiders. I am.
2: John Gruden's just got sucker written across his forehead right now.
0: Yeah. If I'm I'm an NFL GM, I'm calling John Gruden before I cut any player, see if I can get something from him. Man's got power over there, and he's not very bright.
2: Yeah, there you go. Joe, we have another topic to get to today. Yes. yes, I'm looking forward to this topic. Yep. We are going to be talking about, in our weekly baby big board section, so baby big boards, only five spots on this big board. But we're going to be naming our top five quarterbacks that you would start a franchise with from right now to the future. Is that the did I frame that correctly? So we both have the same understanding here. There's there's no, this is not 2018 season. Yep. This is from now until whenever this player hangs about.
0: Yep. Uh, that's exactly the understanding I have. So Excellent. I am
2: ready. With okay, my- why don't you go ahead and give us your five? We're going to go five through one. All right.
0: All right, number five, Josh Rosen. He was my QB1 last year. Love everything about him in terms of his ability to throw the football from the pocket. NFL games are won from the pocket, and uh, and Rosen is an absolute surgeon. He's accurate. He's such a pure thrower, and uh, I think he's ready to come in and play right away. I know that didn't happen in Arizona. They're paying Sam Bradford $19 million. But uh, he's, he's number five for me on this list if I'm going to start a franchise with a quarterback. I, the fifth option for me is Josh Rosen.
2: Well, fitting, Joe, you picked your 2018 QB1. That's correct? I don't want to put words in your yeah. mouth here. That's right. In your fifth spot. I also picked my 2018 QB1 in my fifth spot. Baker Mayfield is my choice here at five. If Baker comes in and plays to the skill level that I believe he can be. If we do this exercise again next year, he'll be higher on the list. But because he only has the preseason for any level of working resume, and he didn't get any reps with the ones, thanks, Hugh. I don't <laughs> really know where to gauge him, but I am going to trust my scouting evaluation and the big playability, ability, the uh, chemistry that he has with his teammates and his gravitational personality and his his leadership qualities on the field and uh, just the intangibles the arm talent that's there uh, all of those things adding up I really think this is a special football player and I, I think this is the right fit to turn Cleveland around so if he can turn the Browns around he's good enough for my team no matter who it is
0: so it's time for my number four yes and this honestly feels a little weird Kyle because I have Baker Mayfield higher on my list than I do you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've got Baker here at number four. Uh, I, I don't want to rehash everything you said because you really framed very well why you would pick Baker Mayfield. But I want to uh, mention something that really stands out to me when considering Baker because I know we all love him as a quarterback and how he plays a position in his traits yeah. for uh, you know what he can do. But, man, everybody that you ever talk to or you ever hear talk about playing with Baker Mayfield that's been a coach or a teammate, Raves about that guy. And we saw it firsthand at the Senior Bowl, how he won over that team, his energy, how he, what, you know, we didn't see him initially. And then when he came on the field, just it was a different dynamic. And that's what I'm looking for in my quarterback. Obviously, you got to be able to play at a high level, but to have that personality, that leadership, somebody that people want to follow, you get that from Baker Mayfield. So he's my number
2: four. Joe, my number four is a little more mature. He's been in the league several years now. Mr. Jimmy G. Oh. Jimmy Guap. Jimmy Garoppolo would be my choice. I just look at the team that he walked into last year when he was traded. And they gave him an opportunity to kind of get acclimated for a little bit. And then he comes in, and this team gets hot. And they win every game he starts. And I, Joe, have, did you see the video? I think it was the San Francisco 49ers uh, social media accounts put out. They had Garoppolo mic'd up. Um, and it was San Francisco ran a two minute drill to go down and win the game. And they had overlaid throughout the course of the week, sound bites of them in practice going over plays or either it was in practice or it was earlier in the game. And Garoppolo was talking to his receivers and he talked about, Hey, next time you get this coverage, look, and this defensive back gives you this look, I want you to do this. And in the two-minute drill, he and his receiver were on the same page because of that communication on the field. I think he's a really good example of the maturity that Garoppolo's been afforded mentally from his time in New England and his fit with Kyle Shanahan I think is going to really accentuate that going forward. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a very, very exciting quarterback. And the fact that San Francisco won the games that he started with the team that was there otherwise is a true testament to what he was able to bring inside a building.
0: Spoiler alert. I do not have Jimmy G on my
2: list. I figured that would be a dividing uh, player between us.
0: Be interesting to see if there's any more. Uh, So here I am. I'm going to lead off number three here. And at number three, the best thing in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers. I know he's 34 years old, but I think I can probably get, at least five years of high-level elite quarterback play from Rodgers. And to me, that's worth it. Um, I, I, man, you watch Aaron Rodgers play, and his ability to hit throws is unlike anything I've ever seen. He's got the best arm in the planet, and he can just dice up a secondary at a level that is better than anyone else. And uh, he's the all-time leader in passer rating, the all-time leader in touchdown interception radio, which is really amazing when you consider the throws that he hits and the ones that he tries and how very infrequently he turns over the football um, just like you've seen from a lot of quarterbacks you saw what that team looked like without Aaron Rodgers last year and it's bad he elevates everyone around him and uh, to me he's got the best arm on the planet like I said he's a three you know, what is he a two time he's a two time NFL MVP probably deserves a few more if he didn't play in the friggin' Tom Brady era but, uh, man, I love Aaron Rodgers. Even at 34, he's my number three.
2: Your man crush is showing.
0: Oh, um, it's, yeah, I don't have any problems with that. This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories.
2: Aaron Rodgers is 34 years old. Yeah. I can get two to three times as much value and and life out of my quarterback. With every single option on my board.
0: If Aaron Rodgers isn't on your board, brother. He's not on my
2: board. Oh, my God. Age is the only factor that keeps him off. But he's 34 years old.
0: The spiders need to get you after no, that. Ooh, this no, this is a bad
2: take. You're going to be even more livid when you find out who the players that I have left are. Oh, geez. number three, okay. Mitch okay. Biscuits Trubisky. <laughs> this was one of my big man crushes from the 2017 draft. Chicago went up and grabbed him at two. I know he had a pretty pedestrian rookie year, but if you take into consideration, this year was a this guy's a first time starter. At UNC, had the year that he did, which is extremely impressive, showed off all of the qualities and intangibles that you would want a franchise quarterback. And he goes to Chicago and he plays with Sister Mary running routes for him at wide receiver. <laughs> and it's just, it's a bad personnel group. I think you're going to see a massive leap in Mitch Trubisky. I had already gone on the record over the summer and said, I think Mitch Trubisky. Breaks 4,000 yards passing this year, which would set the Chicago Bears single season record for passing yardage. I think that happens. And this may seem like a little bit of a roll of the dice, but again, I'm trusting my player evaluation. In Mitch, I was very high. I had a first-round grade on Mitch coming out. And I believe you will see with better conditions around him, much like you saw from uh, another player that's on my list inside the top two that will be named later. Uh, The second year with improved weaponry is a a very underrated part of a player's growth and development. So for Trubisky, I think he's got big things coming. I think this, this pick will prove to be a strong one in the long haul.
0: I'm down with Trubisky on your list. I think the surprising thing here for me is that you have him above Mayfield. So when you led with Mayfield, I was like, man, I thought Mayfield was going to be top three for you for sure.
2: So that's Well, it's because crazy. I've got I've got no track record of him with NFL snaps. That's the only thing that's keeping him.
0: Man. Look at me being the bold guy. I've got two guys I already know. that haven't played it down in the NFL. I know. All right. So I've got five Rosen, four Mayfield, three Aaron Rodgers. Number two, I got Russell Wilson, twenty nine years old quarterback, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. And um Man, like, what, what can you say about Russell Wilson that's not positive? I mean, he does everything. He, he carries that Seattle team that has not surrounded him with crap so far. Offensive line's been bad every year. And this dude continues to produce at an elite level. Uh, he's never really been surrounded with weapons either. Still, he makes players around him better. He elevates everyone around him. He's an exceptional leader. He's got impeccable character. He works his ass off. He's a guy that I want to put as the face of my franchise. So 29 years old, number two on MLS, Russell Wilson. And um, man, I, he, ha- he had a strong case to be number one. But We'll find out number one here in a minute.
2: Uh, my number two is Deshaun Watson. So, Joe, we have several differentiating players on this. This is wild, man. This is wild. So what, what is it about Deshaun Watson? Is it not having Russell Wilson on the list that's wild to you?
0: I don't have a problem with Watson. My reaction there was that I can't believe we're going to have at least three different.
2: Because you have Rosen, Rogers, and now Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, so and I, know, I know for a fact that it's going to be different here. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have at least three different. It's unbelievable. Yeah.
2: So Deshaun Watson for me. Um, obviously lightning in a bottle, right? And what he was able to do last year, uh, he, kind of the polar opposite of Mitch Trubisky, right? Where Mitch Trubisky's a one-year starter, Sean Watson started pretty much his entire college career at Clemson. is a very accomplished college quarterback versus a one-year wonder. Comes in, has receivers that are literally tailor-made to his strengths. I think you look at the receivers that Houston has, and a lot of them really emulated a lot of the same things that he had at Clemson with each player there in the passing game and just the big playability, you know, his ability to move within the pocket and keep his eyes down the field and his willingness and aggressiveness to take, take, deep shots. Like, I think that's how you, you win in today's NFL. Obviously Tom Brady is the king of, you know, taking seven yards on off coverage and he will just paper cut you to death. But I really think that if you want to win consistently, move the ball consistently, you have to push the ball. And granted, that, that is somewhat predicated on pass protection, ability to extend plays within the pocket when that pass protection breaks down. Deshaun Watson has those abilities, and I think he's got a great arm. I thought you saw him really showcase uh, some exciting growth with his downfield throws. I thought in college he, he overthrew a lot of vertical shots. You ain't going to overthrow Will Fuller. Right. So that, That's that, that was yeah. really a, yeah. b- a big difference. And you saw that with Will Fuller's touchdown production that he had in the games that he and Watts were on the field. So Watson, big play guy. He's young. He's coming off a knee injury. Obviously, we hope to see him in 100 percent. But um, you know, if he's physically right, I think what he brings to the table is a really, really promising blend of traits that you could win with with the way the game is played these days.
0: All right. So, ready for number one time. I don't think this is going to be a surprise. And I think it's going to be your number one as well. Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles. I went on record last year as saying that he's the most indispensable player in the NFL. He's the one that you would, if you put all the players in a pool and you get to pick one of them, you pick Carson Wentz. And I think a lot of people would agree with me. I uh, mentioned Baker Mayfield and the Senior Bowl. Nothing will ever compare to Carson Wentz at the Senior Bowl and how he just, uh, a kid from North Dakota State, to come in and just dominate the field in terms of the intangibles with every NFL decision maker and the coaching staff in front of him, right? He just, he just shined on that stage. He was first in every drill. He was the guy that that challenged every single player to be better, to give everything they have. It was unbelievable. He's got all the physical traits, his situational improvements from year one to year two were, were unbelievable. And um, he's an, obviously an impeccable character person. You have no issues With him being the face of your franchise, I think he's got a special skill set. So for me, number one, wasn't very difficult at all. I have Carson Wentz.
2: I also have Carson Wentz at one. So to summarize, my top five are Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. Kind of just to echo what you said, Joe, it's kind of honky to say out loud, isn't it? Like, oh, Wentz, you know. The rah-rah guy at the scene. Like, if you weren't there, it would sound really (laughs) kind of shallow and dumb, wouldn't it? Sure, sure. But we were there. And as cliche as it sounds, it's on point. And um, seeing him on that stage coming out of North Dakota State amidst the best college football players from the best programs in the country – that was really a situation for me that, that kind of settled it in my mind, and I said, yeah, this kid belongs. He's going to be fine. You know, If he doesn't pan out, it's not going to be because of the level of competition. Wentz liked Deshaun Watson coming off a knee injury. We hope to see him at 100%, but I don't want to beat a dead horse here, Joe. For the people, please give us a summary again of your five, five through one, and we will wrap up baby big boards and bring this baby home.
0: Yeah, I've got Josh Rosen at five, Baker Mayfield at four, Aaron Rodgers, without a doubt about it, number three, Russell Wilson at number two, and Carson Wentz number one.
2: And I have Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, and Carson Wentz. And you have one more show this week to look forward to. So hit that subscribe button here on the Draft News podcast brought to you by Locked On. And make sure you do not miss the Friday show. Uh, We are actually going to be on Super Show. We're going to be on Locked On NFL Draft uh, this Friday for the Super Show. Or I believe we're doing Superlatives for the NFL season, so that's going to be a fun time. I'm probably going to make a fool of myself, but that's okay. That's why we have receipts, so you guys can cash them in. Uh, if you want to cash some receipts on me, I am on Twitter at Grinding the Tape. Joe is on Twitter at the Joe Marino. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks for listening to the Draft Podcast.